We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We got, we, got, we got fights in baseball. We got fab to talk about. We got a great Astros-Yankees series to chat about. All coming up next. Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate or review the podcast, we do greatly appreciate that. Helps people find us, helps people uh, locate the podcast, uh, both the audio version and this video version you may have to be watching now. Um, so we would appreciate that. Jeff, uh, really good weekend in baseball. But first of all, how is everything with you? It's a really good weekend in youth soccer as well. Nice. Uh, we Won our uh, last tournament of the uh, tournament season, so went out on out on style. San Juan Capistrano, fun tournament. Uh, good, good to go out on top. So that was good. Are, you guys are a freaking dynasty. It's you guys and the Warriors are the dynasties of 2022. Here. Oh wait, are we throwing around the word dynasty? Bill Simmons might not approve. Yeah, uh, you, I'll, I'll let you know how much I care what uh, if Bill Simmons approves or not. But yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going six finals in eight years as a dynasty, and I don't really care what Bill thinks. But. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I mean. Bill Simmons from Boston doesn't think it. Yeah, okay. Right. Weird. Hey, uh, drafted eight of the players on the team. I'm going to go ahead and go with Dynasty. Just yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but you guys, are, you guys are monsters, man. Every time we, every time I log on on Sunday night, you guys won some other tournament. We had a great run, six out of seven tournaments. Uh, That's awesome. One loss the whole season, so uh, starting back in March. So uh, fun ride, fun ride. It was a great time. Takes my mind off of stupid Blake Snell too. So and oh. what he did to my man Bryce Harper. We're gonna so, get there. Do you guys have like a you guys have like a superstar player that kind of carries the load in your team, or you're kind of more of a uh, more of a everybody contributes kind of team? Everybody contributes. Right. Uh, I think we we have like 15 girls on the team, and I think 13 of them have all scored. So oh, wow. nice. uh, it's pretty cool. Do you have anyone uh, that's like going to play like super high level D one, any superstar kind of things? We have one girl that who knows might. Okay. So it's the cool thing is so you know it's U sixteen so uh, it's birth year two thousand six two thousand seven. We have some eighth graders on our team, oh, right. um, and one of our best players is an eighth grader, the oh, one that probably has the highest ceiling. Yeah. Um, and highest we, ceiling, I love it. We actually played up in a tournament. We played a U nineteen level, and oh, so yeah, like, yeah, you guys just got beat by a bunch of eighth graders, so that was cool. Uh, uh, but uh, no, uh, it was you know, only because their sideline was a little chirpy, so uh, oh, that, that felt felt like especially it. good. But uh, I mean, these are great kids. That's the best yeah. part too. Is they, they awesome. share share the ball. They uh, they play play well together. They get along. It's parents are super nice. It, it's just it's a fun ride. 
Yeah, that's awesome there. So uh, jump into the baseball news. Uh, you kind of alluded to it with your with your Blake Snell comment. Uh, biggest news over the weekend was Bryce Harper um, fractured his left thumb. Obviously, a pitch up and in from Snell. Um, you know, he, he obviously reacted really quickly that he was pissed off. You know, he knew he was hurt. You could tell he knew he was hurt. And then like five seconds later, I realized that Snell wasn't trying to do a purpose. Kind of they apologized back to each other. Snell apologized. But um, fantasy-wise, I mean, this is a monster. They, uh, you know, Bryce Harper has been awesome. I think there's a stat over his last 162 games. He's like 44 home runs. One of the best players in baseball, a first or second round draft pick. Um, unfortunately, I know you have him on one of your main event teams. How, how crushed are you by this one? Oh, massively crushed. My better of my two are two main event teams, and I'm also in, uh, competing, going for in the XFL. This the league that you know it's a hybrid, you know, keeper slash dynasty and OBP league too. Uh, oh. And so he's massive there. And I've made all these trades to go for it this year, so I'm kind of pot committed. I I, I also lost Sal Perez this week in that league, so oh it's been gosh. a tough week. Jeez, that's uh, a week right and I had just traded for Perez too, so that was. I, I remember sweet. actually remember that trade we talked about a couple weeks ago, buying low yep. on him. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's been a rough week. Uh, I'm gonna, but I'm I'm pot committed, so I'm gonna keep making trades to go for it. And that right. we'll see what I can do uh, going forward. But yeah, it's it's a killer. Now it's indefinite absence, so I'm not dropping him yet in the main. You know, if it's ten weeks though, I think it's probably drop city. But yeah. I think we'll probably we'll probably know Monday or Tuesday when he he said he there was he was like going to L.A. to to get I guess he was staying in L.A. or staying in Southern California because they were in San Diego, but yeah, um, staying to get checked out. I'm assuming he's probably going to Curlin Job to get all the uh, the high level checkout. But yeah, um, you just worry you worry if it's super long that maybe he decides to do the other arm at the same time or the, the I'm sorry the, the elbow at the same time too because he's had that problem. But uh, right. If it's six weeks, I think obviously you keep him. He comes back, you know, August 15th or something. You obviously want the last six, seven weeks. I mean, it's been, it's been huge. Hitting 320, 15 home runs, nine stolen bases, almost 50 runs in RBI. Um, just ain't replacing that anywhere. No, no. Um, we picked up Tyrone Taylor. He was av- available in our league. So that, that, you got a heavy burden there, dude. And that we was, also, uh, lost he, was like, in that he was like 94% uh, rostered and he was available yeah. in your league and my league. So that must have been the only two. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So we, you know, let me ask you this. So I convinced you to go more after Tyrone Taylor than Juan Yepes. Uh, what, what, what's your take on that? Uh, I would have gone Taylor over Yepes also. I just, uh, I think when Tyler O'Neill comes back, then maybe we go back to Yepes losing some playing time. Losing yeah. some ABs there. With Tyrone Taylor, they, they DFA Lorenzo Cain last week. I just think that it's his job to run with. He's got like three home runs in the last eight days or something. I, I like him as a player. I picked him up in one of my, my main events too. I had to, I had to rank um, him, Oscar Gonzalez, Jaron Duran, and uh, Jake Myers. So there were like four outfielders of him in that league. Um, I ended up with Gonzalez and Taylor. I I was dead in outfield, so I needed a couple of live bodies. I had Manny Margot, who went in the 60-day IL, and Trevor mm-hmm. Larnick, who went in the IL too. So uh, I like Taylor a lot. I like that park to hit. I like that lineup. Uh, <coughs> I think he's a pretty good player that, you know, I mean, he ain't, he ain't replacing your, your, Bryce Taylor, your, your Bryce Harper stats, but I think he's a – a very, uh, very rosterable guy in a, a 15 teamer that I'm going to end up playing most weeks. Yeah. Uh, we also had, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Myers also in our waterfall. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we got Taylor first. So yeah. we went Taylor. In fact, we went Taylor, Yopez, Myers, Veerling, Lane Thomas. We we had to have an outfielder. We were desperate yeah. about it. I would go, I'd go Taylor Myers pretty, pretty high above everybody else. I guess you like Yopez a little more, but I would have had Yopez. That would have been a clear top three, though, is, the, is yeah. those, those three guys right there. Yeah. Uh, we will get into Fab in a second. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, – I thought the Astros-Yankees series this weekend was probably the best series of the season so far. It was uh, four games. These teams obviously don't like each other. There's the there's all the you know garbage can uh, gate from, uh, from the past. These teams don't like each other. But 
these games were great. There were the Yankees I won in walk-offs on Thursday and Sunday. The Astros had a no a combined no-hitter on Saturday. Um, just really like great games, high-level games. You got great players. There was a lot of good pitching in the series, too. I feel like a lot of these, these series we get, you know, you don't get great pitching. We had that the Garrett Cole uh, and uh, Christian Javier matchup on Saturday was just electric. I mean, Javier was as good as I've ever seen him. And Cole was great matching him uh, pretty much pitch for pitch. It was a just a really fun series of high-level baseball. And I realized, you know, I'm an A's fan. You're a Reds fan. Our teams are dead and horrible. But um, I realized this weekend that, uh, you know, watching some of these games, you realize, you realize why I love baseball. And uh, I've just got to, I've got to shift from that uh, frustration to watching, watching good series. Not that this was the best one of the year. Yeah, I thought that it was fantastic. Uh, I was, you know, on Thursday night, it was the that and the NBA draft at the same time. So yeah. it was kind of like I had both TVs rolling, but I spent more time with the volume on the the Astros Yankees game. Crazy finish in that one there, uh, and then seeing the Astros just bounce back and have two good wins. Of course, they lost today, but uh, both these teams are really good. Yeah, they're really really good. Also, but Dodgers Braves was a good series too. Great series. Yeah, it was uh, and the, the game tonight was great. I mean, they, the Dodgers scored two off uh, off Kenley Clay's brother had a, a big hit in the in the ninth to uh, to tie the game. It was uh, yeah. kind of fun to see uh, Trace Thompson just off Olsen's glove too, which is kind of weirdly fitting with the way that series has gone. But uh, yeah. you know, Dodgers uh, Dodgers are tough. They just they don't go away. They look dead in the water sometimes, and all of a sudden they win that game. It was uh, it was a big guy. Uh, they won two out of three in that series. It was a really good road road series win. Yeah, no Mookie, no problem. But actually, I mean, they well, they're scrambling. Probably. Problem for me, but yeah, apparently not for the Dodgers. Well, and it is for the Dodgers too. I mean, they got yeah. they went out and got Trace Thompson. They went and you know acquired him this week just because they knew they wanted to go platoon out in the outfield. There, Alvarez is as an outfielder is a good DH. Uh, so yeah. uh, you know that that's got to change. Now the Dodgers they have a prospect, uh, and I'm gonna I want to make sure I get the name right, but he's been playing a lot of outfield this uh, in the last week. He's usually a third baseman and bear with me. And I, I, I should know better, but my mind's just not wired right to get names, but uh, they might have an, a, a solution in the near future. Cause I, again, we talked about this a little bit off air, but Mookie's not coming back anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's something to watch for Miguel Vargas uh, okay. is who I was thinking of here. It's the third base prospect, but he's logging time in triple a in the outfield. Is he a, he's a Cuba guy, right? I believe so. I believe not, dra- not drafted, right? Signed from Cuba. Yeah. And, uh, well, no, I think he was. Well, uh, yeah, he signed with the Dodgers in 2017. Yeah. Stud stud prospect. Um, he's he's crushing it at AAA right now. 866 OPS as, an, as a 22-year-old. But now he's, he's, he's changing positions. So this is. Yeah, pretty obvious that they're they're going to use him in the short term, the outfield. Now, Justin Turner is kind of shaky right now, too. Uh, yeah. Probably, you know, maybe could be his last year. So they could move Vargas back to third eventually. But, you know, I, I think that might be something because I think they're kind of tapped out in terms of like big financial resources to apply to a, a problem right now. At least yeah. tapped out in terms of they don't really want to pay the punitive measures of the luxury tax. Yeah, the thing that's nice about Vargas, too, big power without striking out, too. He's like 15% strikeout rate last yep. year in double eight, 16 home runs in 83 games. Um, it seems like the Dodgers, whenever they need somebody, just call somebody up as a stud, which is kind of frustrating if you're not a Dodgers fan. But I mean, the game tonight was great. Spencer Strider looked awesome, and Tony yes, Gonsolin pitched well again, and he just he just gets guys out. He doesn't look like Strider does on the mound, but um, it was a fun matchup. Just two guys that, you know, maybe were kind of uh, not big names coming into the season that both stepped up pretty big. Um, Strider slider was nasty. Tonight. He threw some pitches. They're like just unhittable. Yeah. I was listening to the game on the drive back from the tournament and, uh, you know, Gonsolin not wanting out of the game there. At yeah, the it was end. good. Yeah. I like that. Give me a picture yeah. like that every time. Yeah. Uh, and of course he was right. I mean, they got out of it cause, uh, Muncie made a nice play at third base, but, yeah. uh, 
yeah, you know, you, you could see that they, you know, he was he wanted to keep going there a little bit more. I love Gonsolin. I mean, he, I you know, he he's been a, a lifesaver on one of my teams. So yeah, wish and, I had more of both. It's funny we talk about the Yankees and Astros, you know, splitting that series. Uh, we talked about the Red Sox a couple times, staying hot again. They won every game this week. They've won seven in a row now. Uh, they're still eleven behind the Yankees because the Yankees are otherworldly, but uh, yeah. they're putting a lot of distance on wild card. I think it's it's very clear that the the Red Sox we saw in the first month are not who the Red Sox are now. Right. They still need to figure out some bullpen, but Tanner Houck, uh, you know, six saves now. He's he's looking really good tonight. They still need to figure out some some seventh and eighth and ninth seventh and eighth stuff. But Nick Pavetta's been huge. Yep. Uh, this is a this is a real legit, really good team that we thought was maybe bad in, in April. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they, they, like you said, they've caught fire. They've they've already passed the Rays and the Jays, and uh, they're 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 in good shape now. Uh, so, and all of a sudden, there's more teams that are, are vying for these wild card spots. But it's still the AL East, which is kind of funny. But uh, Cleveland's still hanging around. They just had the misfortune of running into Boston this weekend, but they were on fire prior to that. Uh, and the division's obviously still in play there too for them, but yeah, uh, yeah, Boston's are going to be without they're going to be without Tanner Houck. Remember for this the start of this series yep. against the and, uh, Jays and and Jaron Duran. If you picked him up, he's not going to be uh, going to Toronto either. I did not know that about Duran. So yep. uh, yeah, that's that, that that'll that'll be that'll be tough too. Uh, so do you try to go get Matt Strom for these three games, or what do you, you just ignore it? I saw a note from Todd Zola that he was watching the game at the time that, that they kind of made it seem like it was going to be John Schreiber closing out games for this this three-game set. Okay. I'm sure they'll mix and match, but uh, that was uh, – it sounded like Todd was actually watching the game, and that's the announcers were talking about. So I'm going to – obviously, Todd knows what he's talking about. I'm going to go with that. Uh, I actually looked at Schreiber a couple of weeks. I didn't like – in my waterfall, as, as you would call it, or as James Anderson, you always give yep. him the credit, would call it. Um, yeah, I think Schreiber may uh, – if you need saves you know, in, a, in a daily league, um, you're probably going to Yahoo Friends and Family right now and picking them up as we speak. But uh, nah. if, if you if you need saves, um, Schreiber or any of those guys, uh, you know it's going to be a no help for the first three games. Yep, that's right. Um, and you know Waka's getting a start in that series. It's it's Siebold getting a spot start, and then Waka and Pavetta. Uh, Michael Waka, two thirty four ERA, six and one this year. He's yep. not striking guys out, but you know. They're out pitching their peripherals. Todd Zola mentioned this. You know, David Bush, there's their pitching coach, and he he he's a out pitch. You know, he was a uh, he was yep. the opposite. He had great peripherals and underperformed from those peripherals. But yep. although home run rate is not a peripheral, I mean, I think that was the real lesson here. Uh, yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still waiting for the for the bomb to drop on Waka. I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a couple of implosions at some point here. But I'm sure has helped teams a lot so far. But it's funny you mentioned the AL East. Um, the Rays are sneaky, really, really bad on offense, especially lately. They are uh, they're bottom five in the majors in in, o- in OPS right now, uh, and I know they're even worse in June. They've been really, really bad on offense. Yeah, well, no Wander Franco, no Manny yeah. Margot, no Kiermaier. Uh, Rosarena has been a big, pretty big disappointment. You know, less of a disappointment recently, but I mean, look at their lineup. I mean, of course, it feels like we always say that, and then in September, they're right there, right? Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just it isn't a good lineup. But yeah. you know, then again, the the Pirates kill cure a lot of ills, so they got the sweep of the Pirates this weekend that helped. Uh, but and Taylor, uh, Taylor Walls is the third most at bats on the team, and he's brutal. So there's yeah, uh, his his slugging's two seventy two. Like that's that's really hard slugging. Yeah, slugging, not hitting. His slugging's two seventy two. His OBP is two fifty. OPS is five twenty two. That's a brutal offensive line. he's not saving that many runs defensively he's like the uh, <laughs> yeah. martin maldonado of the infield i was just uh, gonna go pure mark belanger on him 
Yeah. Uh, that's a nice comp. I like that one. Just date myself completely. I mean, just, just bat him ninth for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, get him fewer plate appearances, not more. In the uh, in the AL Central, I want to ask you about what uh, the White Sox have just been an absolute mess of freaking uh, injuries so far this year. They just yep. every time you turn around, someone on the White Sox is hurt. You know, Eloy's out. Uh, there was a quote yesterday from Tony Larusa that is like the top five guys in his offense. He's asking him not to run hard. I don't know if you saw that quote, but uh, he said he doesn't want fans to get mad at him because they, he's instructing them not to run hard, which is a weird thing to say out loud publicly. But yeah, they've uh, they're a minus fifty one run differential, the thirty four and thirty seven. Uh, we're gonna talk about Lucas Giolito later on in the podcast. He's been just brutal, especially lately. Um, has pitched really badly against good teams. I think Houston's gotten him twice. Maybe Toronto got him once. Um, do you think they're gonna hang? Do you think that uh, you think they should fire Tony Larusa? What, what is going on with the White Sox here? I think they should have fired Tony Larusa a year and a half ago. But the, the day before they hired him, uh, the the day that they found out that there was this the subsequent DUI mm-hmm. that came out before even it started. I mean that that was enough right there. Uh, they did finally, you know, mightily beat the Orioles once, four to three there. So uh, you know. uh, we had we had to hang on for that Dylan Cease win. That was uh, that was sketchy in the ninth there. They, it, it, Jose Abreu literally like had the ball's glove and dropped it running to first, and then yeah, Braden put a couple of guys on. But Dylan Cease, man, he was nasty. They thirteen strikeouts, uh, one yeah. earned run. It was uh, he's uh, every every fifth day they have a pretty good chance with him. But boy, they're ugly a lot of the time. Yeah, and got a comment here from t- about Tony La Russa. He's but you know Tony La Russa is buddies with the owner, oh, Jerry that, Reinsdorf. Even not better, just the GM. Even, even better than the GM. Yeah, it's the owner, and the owner like long ago regretted firing him the first time, and like had to rectify that. And because you know, twenty five years later, he's still the same guy, right? No, come on, guys, just don't. Yeah, it's 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 all very strange. I forget. I think it was the Baltimore announcers were talking about a quote from Larusa, and they're like, "That's just really strange." But, um. The NL Central has become a two-team race, but kind of a fun one. Uh, we've got uh, we got the Brewers and the Cardinals. Brewers are have a one-game lead on St. Louis. They uh, they took that lead today, but uh, the, you know the other three teams in Central are legit terrible. Uh, yep. Pittsburgh, Chicago, and the Reds. Sorry to our Reds, but they are bad. They're wretched. Um, oh. What uh, do you have a strong preference in this division? How do you think uh, this works out? Because they're two uh, two interesting and, and fun teams. The Brewers and Cardinals. I know you don't like either of them. Then you're they're rivals in your division, but uh, the Cardinals especially plus sixty run differential. Um, Jack Flaherty got hurt again today. Though. I was just going to bring that up. Big that, loss that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, and it's a shoulder stiffness. We'll see if that, it, it, they, they make it sound as, you know, benign as possible, but right. it's a shoulder and it's, and it's just throwing shoulders a pitcher. Like it's just, it, it never, that's going to be, that's going to be yeah. time again is, is key. That's a good point. I mean, it's just, it's going to be time and Cardinals usually figure stuff out, but like he just got back. He did. I think it was his second start off the IL and, um, that's that's a brutal loss for them it is it is um i like how the cardinals have been aggressive this year in promoting their prospects they promoted gorman yeah you know, yep. as they promoted uh they, they've called it liberator for some starts he's probably going to have to get some more now now that flaherty seems like he's going to be down i mean it could be nothing but it's highly unlikely to be nothing i think it's going to be something and yeah. that i i feel like you know it's they're going to be fine getting in the playoffs the question is you know, are they going to have that top end pitcher once they get there? Um, they've gotten great mileage out of some guys, but the, you know, they have a staff full of guys that don't miss bats. Dakota yeah. Hudson, Wainwright, uh, even Michaelis. Michaelis has been phenomenal this year. Yeah, but, but not he's not going out there striking guys out. You're right. Right. Um, you know, they've gotten nothing out of you know, Steven Matz has been hurt and bad. Um, so that's that's kind of amazing. Yeah, I think they're they're a starter short. I think their bullpen's probably pretty decent. 
Um, their lineup's really good, though. Pretty, uh, pretty damn good Frankie Montas destination if they uh, if they yeah. wanted to get part of the market. But he would he could certainly make them a, a more interesting playoff team for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And just That's, looking right uh, now, I mean, they're a game behind the Brewers. They're tied for. I, I guess they're the, the last wild card. They're not tied. Are there for, are there three wild cards now? Is that how it works? I yeah. Okay. They're a half game ahead of the Giants right now. Freaking Giants! They never go away. <coughs> they have not no. been playing well though. No, they lost two out of three to our Reds this weekend. So yeah, they the Reds uh, the Reds smoked Escalante today. That was that was ugly. The disco two step, uh, which was, is a, was, a, a dance movie you don't want to emulate. You, it, it, was, it's, it was rough. Yeah, um, it's it's the Elaine Bennis dance step. There, you don't want that one. You don't um, like that. No, uh, you, you just ugh, too bad. Wretched starts this week. Yeah, it's funny. In one of my online leagues, I picked up him and Jose Arquiti. You know, Jose Arquiti was pretty much uh, through two gems, and Descafani wiped that fully out because it was whew, it was bad, bad. Uh, well, let's jump into uh, week thirteen. I think we're at now. Uh, just look at a few a uh, few uh, schedules here. We have three teams with eight games. We have uh, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Toronto with big, big schedules. So they each have a doubleheader in there. Um, big eight-game schedule. We also have four teams with five games. So there's a lot of disparity this week. Uh, Arizona, the Giants, the Mets, and the Tigers each have five games. So if you're uh, if you play in a daily league, uh, you know that's a lot of movement there. If you play in a bi-weekly league, something like the NFBC, like moving guys in and out is going to be big there. You have a lot of guys with, with some two-game spots in there. Um, and then obviously the eight-game teams, you have some five-game half weeks, which are, which are obviously large. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, and here injuries are stacking up. Can you pot, you know, the, the tough part is, do you have the flexibility to take advantage of the schedule kind of mix and match enough so you can bench the five game t- players and the marginal five game players and yeah. s- find starters on the 18th. And the other thing too, is sometimes tricky is like the marginal 18 players on the eight game teams. Yeah are going to be like playing like one game of the two double headers, right. uh, two yeah. games. A lot of guys, header. a lot of those, very few guys are actually going to play the eight, but it's you, nice if you have five and a half, half we can get four, which is, which is pretty big right there. And there's the, you, I, I usually get rid of the twos, like unless it's a, you know, a top five, uh, you know, top five round pick. I usually, the, the two gamers, it's just so, the, the margins are so thin there that I try and uh, I try and at least get a three or a four if I can get rid of some two gamers. Yep. I mean, look at Arizona. Like even the Christian Walker's been great, but I probably I probably find somebody else to play for his too. That sort of thing. Uh, yep. Alec Thomas, David Peralta, those kind of guys that aren't you know automatic starters. Um, you know, I'm not taking out Mike Trout in a two game week, but uh, anybody kind of beyond that, uh, beyond that top maybe seventy or so, um, I'm usually taking out. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good philosophy. We have some good offensive schedules this week. Uh, I really like Seattle. Um, I guess we should talk about Seattle and the Angels today for a second. Yeah. First, though, like that was. That was a while. Like usually baseball fights are so bad. The bullpen's running. Everybody kind of maybe you get someone shoving someone, but they're all kind of talking out there. This is like a real fight. There were actually like punches thrown. I saw JP Crawford like kind of throw a couple punches over by the screen. I think he's going to get suspended. Um, but uh, Jesse Winker, uh, they threw the Angels threw behind Julio Rodriguez. I guess they were upset about uh, about someone almost. It was almost hitting Mike Trout last night, or that actually hit. Mike yeah, Trout? up and almost in on him. Trout. Uh, I think it was uh, Eric Hansen that did it. Uh, and you know, it, it wasn't even purposeful. But it was just like if you're going to throw inside, you don't miss that badly near the head. I, I love it. I love you in old school and call him Eric Hansen. I think it's Eric Swanson. Swanson, you're right. But they they had an Eric Hansen though, right? They did. They I did. Remember that? That's guy. why I. Yeah, I think my I brain his, is just off tonight. I think I have a lot of his rated rookie cards. Yeah. Yeah. You think, was, worth, you think they're worth anything now? I, I you should find out. Yeah, uh, now Hansen. that I just pumped it up right there, uh, right. That, that huge endorsement. I mean, I'm that's going, gonna, going, gonna, I'm going to I'm going to eBay now because the, the market yeah. will never be hotter. No, no, absolutely not. 
But uh, uh, yeah, so he they, they threw up an in at Trout, and they threw behind Julio at Rodriguez in the first inning, and then Winker came up in the second and drilled him in the leg. Uh, I think the Mariners are mad. They, they thought the Angels used an opener just to throw at people. Well, yeah, they announced it last night, yeah. like late last night. Oh, we're going to use this opener instead of Suarez. It's Andrew. It's Wants. Uh, Andrew, is that right? Uh, Andrew Wants, and he never started before. And he, he said, I, I read the MLB.com, the, the liner, the, the gamer on it, and he's like, uh, oh. I, it was sweaty. I haven't pitched oh, the day before. Oh, Dookie, come on. I haven't pitched the day before. Wow. Maybe you meant like as a major leaguer, uh, but. <laughs> that's a, that's an amazing line right there. Please. I he's mean. Pitched, uh, he's pitched 11 games. I have to go look, but a cut, there's a Sunday game in there. He's, I bet you he's pitched the day at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that it, it, it was almost as bad as the Pirates saying that O'Neill Cruz needed to learn how to pinch hit before they called him up yeah. after the purported, you know, the estimated Super 2 deadline. I mean, but it's about that much face value they could take insane. it in there. That's a horrible quote. So, so Winker got hit and seemed like he was just kind of looking at once, like, what's your problem? And then went over to the dugout and he said he was like jawing with Phil Nevin. And then it just all hell broke loose. There was some, there was some punches thrown. They were actually fighting their guys down on the ground. Then like broke out again on the side. Um, about as, these days, about as a, as about as a physical as a baseball fight you actually see. Um, yeah. Well, he gets suspensions. I think Winker will probably get a game. He he fl- he gave the finger to the fans coming off the field. I think he's going to probably get a, a game or two for that. Uh, JP Crawford's going to get a get a couple games. I'm sure Wants will uh, get some games. They'll they'll be able to do, make the appeal so he can only pitch in night games. Hopefully for the rest of the yeah. season. But um, <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't see. I tried to watch the, Julio. Julio Rodriguez was pissed. And he kept trying to instigate it, but I don't think he actually like threw any punches at anybody that I saw at least. But he so got ejected too. He got ejected. There were like eight guys that got ejected. Uh, Rice Glazers threw sungla- sunflower seeds on the field. That was it hilarious. Was, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but um, yeah. That well, was he weird. got mad because he goes, "I didn't throw a punch, and somehow I got ejected from this game." Uh, okay. So yeah, I just so. don't the sunflower seed. You should get like the the Gatorade uh, cooler out there, but the sunflower seed bucket was a uh, it was like a it was like a crate of sunflower seed bags. It was pretty funny, but yeah. Um, but Seattle does have a good schedule this week. Hopefully, all the guys are on the field. Uh, they have seven games at home: the three against Baltimore, four against Oakland. Gotta love that for pitching matchups. Uh, yep. Toronto, we mentioned, is the eight gamer. They have three. They, they're all at home too. That should be a good week for Toronto bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have Boston, who you mentioned, and but the, you know not not the best Boston pitchers uh, going uh, this week. And then uh, five against Tampa Bay. Um, so some decent pitchers there too, but eight games at home should be a pretty nice schedule there. And then Minnesota, uh, five at Cleveland is pretty nice, and then three against Baltimore. So uh, the Twins were a little bit quiet uh, over the weekend. Uh, they, they did score six runs today, but a little quiet uh, yesterday, I think it was. Uh, but they uh, they should get those bats going too. Yep, yep. I'm looking at that uh, Toronto-Tampa uh, series there. They do draw uh, Sugar Shane McClanahan in that series. So uh, Boy, that, is he freaking – he's a Cy Young right now, right, if there was a vote? I think so. Yeah, I do I too. I think so. He's he's awesome. He is. He, he really is awesome. Is, the real question is: Is Clay Holmes second? <laughs> Maybe. It Maybe. Might be. Ver, Verlander. Yeah, probably. it probably is a starter, but man, Clay Holmes is getting some votes. Yeah, he. he if do they still do Fireman of the Year or something like that? I think or? that it's not Rolaids anymore because I don't have Rolaids right. as a company anymore. But uh, yeah. they do do a some sort of reliever of the year. The year, but um, he's losing his job this week. It sounds like. Be perfect for that same main event team. Uh, oh, you guys have Holmes and no Chapman, right? I, yeah. man, I I couldn't disagree with this one more, but it sure sounds like Chapman's going to get the job back as soon as he's done with his rehab assignment. Well, I was reading that they're going to mix and match. Oh, are they? But, okay. But that I was, I, but I, 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 I didn't quote, read it this weekend though. So I thought I saw a quote from Boone that said he's our ninth inning guy when he comes back. But yeah. 
Um, that could have been on. a tweet. It could have been a tweet. Someone's opinion, but I, I thought I saw. No, it you're probably right. right. You're right. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Jeff, your cat opened the blinds. Oh yeah, she's you. being a real pain in the butt. And right it, now. Uh, yeah. our, our friend Anthony Gialdi, it, it freaked him out a little bit. So. Yeah, because if you look at the angle, you can barely see the cat. I, like you know, I, I'm kind of like shift. I, I'm sure <laughs> that's the awesome. wrong way. But yeah, she she goes on the. Yeah, she's just like a real hassle right now. She finally went on the bed, but. I don't know. She's wigged out right now. We are. Uh, she usually hangs out with my daughter Erin all the time, and we are gone this weekend, so she's like eh, all, all over the place right now. A so. little, uh, a little abandonment issues. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into uh, into Fab here. I thought it was a way uh, more interesting week for hitters than pitchers in Fab. I think as we've seen, uh, I think Jeff Zimmerman wrote his article again uh, for uh, for FanGuffs Week. You know, if you if you don't have your starters set, uh, good luck this week. Um, starters are really tough to find. But let's jump into the They're hitters. So a lot a lot yeah. of interesting names. Um, first is one we've talked about uh, about thirty five times last year because that's about how many times he got demoted. As Edward Oliveras with the with the Royals, he got called back up off the IL this week when Sal Perez went on the IL. I uh, hit two home runs. He hit eighth on Friday, and everybody's like, "What are you doing hitting behind Ryan O'Hearn?" Um, and then he hit two home runs on Saturday, or two home runs on Friday, and then he sat. They went over four on Saturday, and they sat him today. All he did get in the of game. Of course they did. Uh, they're going to send him down tomorrow. Right. I'm sure. And I but... figured, yeah, demotion's coming tomorrow. But this is someone that, like, I hope he just sticks. We've said that a hundred times, but like, his fantasy stats are really, really interesting. I mean, he's he stole thirty five bags in 2019. In 2021, last year in AAA. 15 home runs, 12 stolen bases, only 66 games, hit 313. Like you look it up and down at his stats, doesn't strike out a lot. This is someone that I just hope we get like every day at bats for a month. The Royals have at bats available here. Um, I just hope they play him because I, I want to see if he's actually good or not. And I just, you know, I don't know if he can do it at the major league level, but he sure has done it at the minor league level. Yeah. Um, and of course, I missed his best game, right? Uh, he's, I, I have him in a couple of places like you, I didn't, ha- couldn't activate him in time, but. Right. Yeah, he's you know he, he's he's sweet, and you know I'd like to see him get a little bit of a run here. Uh, and the thing is, Melendez is going to be behind the plate now with Sal Perez yeah. out, so that creates that opening. Um, but I'm sure, like when they call up the Italian breakfast, they'll probably send Oliveras down just for old time's sake. Are they, are they going to call up Vinny? Because I mean, like, what what are you waiting for at this point? Learning how to pinch it. I suppose. I mean, you, if you if, in many bats, you can get Carlos Santana and Ryan O'Hearn from a a non-contending team. Is something you should do, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I just it makes them. I mean, the Royals are so done, and they're playing Michael Taylor. They're playing Carlos Santana. I just, uh, I'd love to be able to explain it, but I really can't. Yeah, how can you? Uh, Isaac Paredes in at Tampa Bay had quite a week for himself. He had five home runs this week, including a three home run game uh, against the Yankees. He came in the game with five, hit three in that game, left the week with ten. Uh, <laughs> second and third it's base. Isak, by the way. Oh, is it Isak? Well, yeah, See, I learned something new every day. I appreciate that. That's I cool. learned that from I had Chris Welsh on on Thursday, right. and you know I was listening to their podcast, and they they made a point of emphasis on that. I think actually James knew that too, but it's Esoc. All right, Esoc. It's phonetic. I, I like to uh, I like to know these things. That's good. Yep. Um, big week this week. Three uh, three hits today. Five home runs this week. Second and third eligible is really nice in NFBC leagues. Yep. Any, I'm pretty much across the board. Any leagues is the you know similar uh, eligibility there. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Paredes going forward? Uh, my big concern with him was at bats in Tampa Bay are always kind of up in the air a little bit, but uh, sure rake him this week. Yeah, and you know the the kinetic chain of injuries has kind of opened things up a little bit there. Uh, with uh, you know Lau's still out, yep. uh, the two outfield injuries means Bruhan's playing a lot of outfield, which means someone else has to play second base, which means third base is pretty much open for him right now, and yep. that's the way it's worked out. Uh, he was a prospect at one point in time. He was a shortstop, actually. 
uh, at one point. And then I had him in like a staff, the Rotowire staff keeper league, like four years ago as a prospect when wow. he got traded from the Cubs to the Tigers. Uh, but I gave up, you know, waiting for him. But right. he's like 22 still. I mean, he, he's he's or 22, 23 years old. I got I picked him up in an AL only only home league on Thursday. So at least I got one homer out of that that explosion. Nice. But uh, you know, he's yeah, any port in a storm. You know, he, he's got some pop, obviously. Uh he's got an opportunity. It's just hitting in that ballpark still, I think, is ugh. I think yeah. a lot of hitters really struggle there. They'll get out on the road, they'll go win some games on the road, but yeah, it's it's a guy that gets you through. Since we're talking uh, multi-position guys in the infield, I want to jump over to the Texas Rangers. Uh, Josh H. Smith uh, is uh, playing a bunch now. He's part of, I think he started three last four games. They sent down Ezekiel Duran um, to the to AAA uh, this morning. Um, it seems like Josh Smith is going to get a run. He uh, He's hit, what, seventh and eighth in a couple of games. I think he hit leadoff today, though, but he was over 5. Uh, another guy who's interesting fantasy-wise, he had eight stolen bases already in the minors. Um and he seems like a, a really good batting average guy in the minors. Doesn't strike out a lot. Uh, were you in any Josh Smith with his shortstop and third base eligibility uh, getting uh, getting called up here? I wasn't, but uh, it's worth looking at. I mean, he's a prospect. He's in our he's in our top two three hundred. Okay. Uh, Duran, I don't think Duran deserved uh, you know that demotion. Well, actually, I'm looking at it a little closer. Two walks, seventeen Ks. Maybe he did. Uh, but he'll be back. Uh, you know, I I don't think I don't think he was that bad, but. Uh, at the same time, yeah, he's probably, you know, needs to control the strikes in a little bit better. Um, and they yeah. wanted, and they, they claimed they got Steven Dugar in the Willie Calhoun deal. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that was kind of like they need to make room on the 40 man, need to make room on the active roster because Dugar doesn't have any more options, if I, if I recall correctly. So someone it, had to is go. It really, is it really Dugar? Is it Duggar or Dugar? I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good question. I don't know. You said it like you were very certain of it, but I don't know. Well, yeah, you can fake anything if you say. I've always called I've always called him Duggar, but I don't, I don't know. Um, so outfield was interesting. There was a lot of guys we talked about Oliveras, but there were some other names. Uh, Jaron Duran in Boston, uh, leading off. I think he's let off like nine of ten games. He's had a, he's had a couple stolen bases yesterday, uh, hitting really well. We mentioned earlier he's not going to be eligible to play this week because he is uh, he's not going to Toronto with them due to the COVID restrictions. Yeah. Um, do you think Duran is finally up to play now that he's had success? Um, obviously, Keegan Hernandez will be back here at some point. Uh, I think Christian Arroyo will be back at some point. But uh, it seems like this time getting called up, maybe the tides have turned a little bit, and, and it's Duran's job to lose now. Yeah, it looks like, well, Hernandez had the setback earlier this week. So yeah. that, that Jackie Bradley is, Jr. is horrendous. Jackie Bradley Jr. has like this massive home road split. And I just, I was listening to the broadcast the other day. Uh, the boss, I think it was actually, I think it was Cleveland's broadcast team that talked about it, that Jackie Bradley jr. Has astigmatism and got new contacts. Uh, but somehow he sees the ball a lot better at home than in a way. Uh, now granted his home OPS is still a massive seven seventy seven. It's not, you know, right. but on the road it's three seventy four OPS. Wow, he's in a buck 43 on the road. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an improvement then because he must have had a hit today because he was 137 going into today. So, yeah. That is, but, I mean, we're talking – we're looking at what is this, 217 plate appearance. He has one home run and two stolen bases on the year. He scored yeah. 11 – he scored 11 runs all year long. Yeah. I mean, he is batting ninth, but still, come on. Yeah, still. It's still a good lineup. Every time you get on base, you get those guys at the top hitting. 11 yeah. runs is almost impossible. I, I just hope they give Duran a run. I think they're a lot more interesting team with him leading off than they are uh, with any other situation there. Yep. 
What about in uh, what about in Houston? Did you guys do anything uh, looking at Jake Myers? Uh, he got called up. Um, interesting guy from a fantasy perspective. A um, little bit of speed, a little bit of power. They sent Chaz McCormick down, so it seems like he's going to get a run in center field. They just haven't found the guy. They had McCormick. They had Jose Siri. Uh, they sent him down essentially because he watched his home run too long, and Dusty was pissed off at him is what it seemed like, uh, at least to me. You know, publicly, publicly uh, made a comment about the fact that he watched his home run. I wish he had ran is what he had said. But um, – I was interested in Myers this week. He was uh, in 2021. He was 16 home runs, 10 stolen bases in AAA and hit 343. Got called up and kind of held his own. I mean, I know the strikeout rate was too high, and you, you, that always happens your first time around. But hit 260, six home runs, three stolen bases in, in 49 games. Um, you know, looked over, matching him to strikes out, but like kind of held his own stat wise. 28 RBIs there. Uh, he's an interesting name to me. If they just kind of let him play, that lineup's really, really good. If he can, even if he hits like seven, that's a pretty good spot. What if, yeah, but he could hit ninth. He could too. hit ninth too. Now, my first reaction is taking the L and Chaz McCormick. Um, I have hit a couple of places. I kind of yeah. advocated for him You'll a little both. bit. Um, and obviously it didn't happen. It looked like he, there were moments he had his moments. Uh, but that also contributes to why I'm, I was a little circumspect on Myers. He was on my list. He was definitely below a couple of other guys, though. Uh, just because I don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. He has he, he has to kind of take the ball and run with it. They seem to they seem to clear the deck for him though. They got rid of the guys that could have platooned with him. Right. So maybe they give him a run here. But uh I was in on him. I was not huge bidding. I was kind of in the 30s on him, but I think there's enough fantasy goodness there to to be interested in, especially in a in a good lineup. Um you mentioned uh you liked Tyrone Taylor uh above him. I think we were talking about that off air, but um Tyrone Taylor, a lot of time now that they've DFA'd Lorenzo Kane. Uh, what did you like about uh, Taylor that put you and put him in your bidding? Well, I mean, first of all, they cleared the deck for him. Yeah. Um, permanently. Yep. No, which I think that's the that's one of the differences there. Uh, power. I mean, good power from Tyro Taylor. He's had like three or four home runs in the last week. That's useful. Uh, I you know, batting average is going to be a little bit of a risk. I get that there. That that's 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 definitely something. Uh, but like, but like two forty risk, not like one ninety five risk. Yeah, probably. Which is, He's hitting 231 right now. Yeah. So I, I I thought he might run a little bit more than he does, but he hasn't done that at the big league level. He is not. Did a little bit in the minors. I just I, when I watch him play, I think he's got some pop. He's kind of an yeah. eye test guy for me. I like. Uh, yeah. I just like that they that they DFA'd Kane for him. It looks like he's going to play every day. Um, I like him in that park. Um, I think he's someone that uh, will be usable. Will be usable for sure. Uh, what about Josh Lowe in Tampa Bay? We talked about him a lot in preseason, and then he uh, when he was going to make the team. We talked about him a bunch when he was actually getting drafted. Got sent down. Uh, was yeah. striking out a ton. Has backup still striking out a ton. Um, he was available in 80% of 12 teamers. So there's a lot of leagues he was available in this week. Now he got called up on, I think it was last Monday. He got called back up. Um, were you in on any Josh Lowe? Do you think he could turn it around? Uh, how do you feel about him right now? I mean, he's still striking out a ton. I snagged him last week, uh, in scarf, uh, nice. with that's, the, a 15, that's a 15 teamers. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, on, on the premise that, you know, they were going to call him up on that Monday. I had, I had a roster spot, actually I had copious roster spots to fill, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he did steal a base on Friday night. He's definitely still striking out a lot, um, but he is playing. He's playing every day. Yeah, and that's, I mean, as we're looking at, especially in a 15-teamer, that, that's key. All the injuries uh, has, has pretty much cleared away for him to play every day. Uh, obviously, a ton of talent. He stole a base, I think it was uh, yesterday, but uh, I don't know. It's all It kind of all comes out of the strikeouts. I mean, he's going to strike out 38% of the time. It's not going to work. You know, he gets that down to in the 20s somewhere. I think that uh, the, the talent's going to come through at some point. It's just a matter of uh, if they stick with him while, until it does. Yeah, 
And, you know, they didn't clear the decks for him. The decks got cleared right. uh, against their will. But, you know, yeah, Margot's but Mar- out for a long time. Yeah, he went the 60-day IL, so he's gone long-term. Kiermaier, if he comes back, who knows how long he stays healthy. But right. uh, they're going to have it, – it, there's pretty much no way they're going to have to give him a run, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. But, you know, that they'll have someone else they'll dig up. Um, you know, they'll, they'll find another prospect if, the, if Lowe continues to struggle. I don't think they're going to make a big name trade. Um, they, you know, I think that the Astros might because the yep. Astros actually were pretty quiet this offseason. I mean, they re-signed Verlander; that was their big spend. Yeah, but they didn't. I mean, they lost. They lost Correa. Yeah, they they replaced Correa internally. Uh, yep. but I actually think they need to go trade for a, a catcher that can actually hit. So I think yeah, that's yeah. Mal- is rough, uh, rough at the plate. I mean, it's pretty much an empty at bat every time through. Yeah, I mean, it takes a machete to your offense. Yeah, catcher, catcher, and center fielder, I suppose, right? Yeah. So, but that I was, I was gonna say, cl- I was gonna say Ramon Laureano, but uh, I think the history between those two teams might make that one not workable. Oh my God! But you know what? I mean, the the Yankees at, traded for Josh Donaldson. It can happen. Yeah. Although I think Alex Intron's still on the Astros staff, so that might that might be a yeah. tough sell. That worked. That worked out so well, by the way, with Josh Donaldson. But no, actually, uh, you never know. It still could. Uh, it's he is- not not even when he's healthy he's not hitting well which is surprising to me i thought he'd get hurt i think there'd be issues like yeah. that but uh he hasn't hit either <clears throat> no and he's not he's playing less than he was before yep. uh i mean why should Glaber torres set sit in his in his favor i mean and been better so far i so, i mean yep. really shouldn't uh catcher's always hard to find uh jorge alfaro or alfaro i can say it um 67 roster and 12 teams available in a lot of leagues has been really good for uh for san yep. diego I'm kind of splitting time with Austin Nola, but six home runs hit 287, uh, 11% barrel rate. This is someone that uh, had some pop in the past. He had 18 home runs with the Marlins in 2019, uh, 10 home runs, only 108 games in 2018 with the Phillies. Um, you know, if you need catchers, uh, it's rough out there. I think Alfaro, uh, I also kind of like uh, and Max Stasius. I got to drop into the leagues. He's been struggling too. He's probably a pretty decent ad to kind of maybe turn it around and, and get hot a little bit, but uh Catcher's hard to find, but I think if Alfaro is available in your league, I, I'm going. I'm going grabbing that right now. He's uh, he's he's on a heater. Hit third today. Now Machado yeah. is out, but still, still third. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's a good sign right there. And he's been had some big hits for them, so I do like that ad. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned stars are hard to find, but let's talk about uh, some pitching and fab. But first, a note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We appreciate all our sponsors, as always, uh, there. Jeff, uh, starting pitching is impossible right now. It's... uh, I keep looking for guys to, to, to start, to play, to, to add, to stash, whatever it may be. Um, I'm having trouble every week. Uh, first guy I looked at was uh, in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Um, Andrew Heaney had a, uh, went back on the IL this week. Yeah. Uh, Mitch White is taking his spot. Um, are you in on a Mitch White? Um, this guy that's someone that was, uh, was pretty darn good in the minor leagues last year, was decent when he got called up with the Dodgers last year, 46 innings, uh, ERA under 3-7. Um, you know, he's a, he's a Dodger pitcher, good yep. offense behind him. It's uh, it always seems like they, they kind of make guys work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was on our list. Uh, I don't think we got him, but, uh, we were attempting to get him interesting. He's going to avoid course field though. He gets the home start against the Padres instead. Yep. So, uh, lucky you, if you have Tyler Anderson, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, you, you, you drew the cores lottery again, but, uh, uh, are you starting Anderson, Urias and Kershaw this week? If you're in a phase league, Anderson's going to pitch twice at Colorado home, San Diego. So is Kershaw Urias for one. You're starting Kershaw. I mean, we know what happened sure. last time he was in Coors Field. So you, you got to start him. Urias is pitching very well now. Remember when we were freaking out about Urias? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm freaking out less. I'm starting him this week. Yeah, I am too. I mean, yeah, I, I don't like it because it's special because it's the third day in Coors Field. So it's yep. usually everyone's acclimated again. Uh, but what about uh, what about Tyler Anderson, though, at Colorado home, San Diego, finally had a hiccup start. I think he did uh, last uh, last week, gave four runs on five hits and a walk over five innings. So not too, too bad. Uh, yep. But, uh, you know, a little bit of a hiccup. But that's two starts out of three. Now he's going to have uh, four runs. One of them was three innings. One of them was five. Between that, he had a really good start against the, against the Angels. Um, are you starting him with that uh, with that two starts with the thought that Machado's maybe back for that late last week, but maybe not? Yeah, I don't know what the Padres are doing with Machado. By the way, they, I mean I, they just should have IL'd him like the second he hurt his ankle, right? right. He'd, he'd be back Absolutely. like next Wednesday or this Wednesday coming up, and we'd be fine. Yeah. Um, I now think they I now they can only backdate it three days. They kind of put themselves in a tough predicament now. Yeah, they're in a bind. They're they're definitely in a bind. Um, I'm probably starting Anderson. I'm not happy about it. Um, yeah. I, uh, I I think that uh, I, I I think that it's a question of alternatives. I think at a 15, I'm starting. I'm at a 12. I'll probably have to think about it a little bit harder. But uh, I I gotta wonder what your alternatives are. I mean, yeah, I think that's it. the question. In a 15, I saw someone commenting on Twitter that they were surprised that Jose Barrios was started so much in a two-start week. But, like, in a 15-teamer, like, if you can't start Barrios for two, like, you must have the world's greatest rotation of all time. I know he's been bad, but, I mean, I just – I think a 15-teamer, it's just so thin. It's hard to set something like that. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, but I wasn't 
fearing Milwaukee uh, and yeah. a White Sox lineup that didn't have everybody. Yeah, um, missing, a, missing a lot of guys too. That's, now, uh, I don't have them anywhere. So, right. yeah, I didn't have to make that decision. So I never really gave it a whole lot of thought, but. Yeah. And I do. Uh, we'll get it. We'll, we will talk about Brios at the at the end here. I do want to talk about him. Let's just talk second. about him now. We All brought right. him up already. Um, what uh, what the heck do you do going forward? We mentioned that you know you had to start him this week with the two starts. Uh, it's it's insane. It's a five. It's now a five eight six ERA um, in uh, what is that? Uh, Fifteen starts, seventy eight and a third. Um, <coughs> the strikeout weight is way down. It's down yeah. under twenty percent. He's at like seven point three five Ks per nine. Uh, walk rate's fine, same as it was last year, but home runs are up. Um, Babbitt is uh, not horrible. It's 296. It's not like it's like, oh, he's a 400 Babbitt or something like that. Um, it's just bad. Like his XERA is 6.21. It's actually higher Ooh. than his regular ERA. It's just, I don't know what you do him. He's just been legit, really hittable and bad. And this is someone that uh, was good for the for the Jays uh, when they, after they traded for him in the second half of the year last year, really stepped up. People loved him as a, we've loved him like 10 times now as a step-up guy and here comes the next step. It never comes, but uh, I don't think we saw anything quite this bad. He's always pretty consistently right. good without being great. I think he's frustrating, but you know, the ERA is usually high threes right now. We're talking high fives. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And the velocity was down against the white Sox. I'm trying to look it up while we're talking about where it was today against the brewers, but it was, it was definitely down on his fastball. Uh, it was like sitting at like 92, something as, as opposed to his usual 94. So uh, that, that that's disturbing. Um, all in all, just you know, it just it was an it was a disaster start, and those are the things that's just it's just a killer there. Uh, so yeah, I when you had eight runs and in two innings, I think, or something like that. It was, I mean, that's whew. average velocity was ninety four point two today, so uh, that wasn't that wasn't a problem today, but just everything. Problem just was the velocity coming out the other way, right? Yeah, um, yeah. His, his CSW was about twenty percent. Uh, nothing special there. Ugh. He got more swings and misses. Not much more, actually. He only got uh, four swings and misses today, so that's pretty darn bad out of 33 swings. So uh, next week, Barrios gets um, home against Tampa Bay. Are you cutting him? Are you starting him in that star? Are you benching him for a week and see what happens? Where are you in a – let's just call it a 15-teamer to, uh, to stay consistent with the question here. This is me striking my – eating popcorn gif pose here right now um, right? i'm watching what? to see what everybody else does is what i'm doing um to give you i have but it's our job to give you advice uh i'm uh i'm starting I'm, it i think okay okay i'm definitely i think i'm holding uh i'm not sure about the starting again alternatives but home start against the rays rays aren't hitting well right now yep. yeah i think that makes sense but i i want to know though i mean this is two starts in a row where he's not even getting any swings and misses. That's the thing that really bothers me. His next two starts are home Tampa and at Oakland. I'm starting those two starts. And that point, uh, if he's been bad, those next two starts, I'm thinking about probably benching and maybe even cutting at that point. But I want to I want to throw Tampa and Oakland and then see where we're at two weeks after that. And then I'll make my decision, say, uh, at the, I guess, at the All-Star break. But uh, at that point, he might be uh, – he might if he, he can't pitch well against Tampa and Oakland, I think he's a drop at that point. I'd agree with that. I think by then we'll have more information, too. Um, other starters, um, any interest in, uh, Josh Winkowski or, uh, Dean Kramer, uh, Winkowski with the Red Sox, uh, pitched well this week, Dean Kramer, ERA under two <laughs> pitching really well for Baltimore. Uh, did you do anything with these two AL East arms? I didn't know that Dean Kramer had an ERA under two until I saw a friend of the podcast, Vlad Sedler say he, it's, he, he's a Dean Kramer guy this week. So 
Do you think uh, he might be in after the Dean Kramer goodness? He might be. Yeah. Uh, he did get. He did well against the White Sox. Man, yeah. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Cleveland. Cleveland got him. Got him three for and four and a third. So that's not so great. Uh, who is he get? He gets at, at Seattle and then home Texas, home Angels. So it's a it's a schedule play by Vlad and anybody else who picked him up too. Yeah, I mean we got we got to keep reminding ourselves that. You know, all of a sudden, Camden Yards is a pitcher's ballpark. Yep. Not as much as it was in April, obviously, but. And outside of Trout and Otani, I don't think the Angels scary too much right now. And, um, <coughs> you know, Texas is obviously workable at Seattle. You know, who knows there? Who knows who's going to be eligible to play and not to be suspended? But. True. Um, I don't know. I'm just always wary of people that don't strike guys out. You know, you're just so reliant on those ratios that uh, it's a little concerned there. His yeah. XERA is 433, but his FIP is. Three two six. So uh, you know a little bit there. What so about his xFIP? What about no? I'm oh, X, xFIP's not good actually. I just saw that. Um, has a high left on base rate, so he's been straining. So you guys getting a little lucky there. Um, yeah, I'm not in on this one, but maybe I'm just missing the boat here. But uh, the matchups are, are pretty good. Uh, I was not in the Dean Kramer business, so we'll see. Vlad is usually right more often than I am, so we'll see how this one works out. Yeah. Uh, what about Josh Winkowski in, uh, in, in, in White Sox land? Uh, he's been pitching, uh, pitching pretty well. Also, he has a, uh, a 3.6 ERA in, in across four starts, but again, another guy who doesn't strike guys out 15% strikeout rate so far, 8.1% strike rate, but had big strikeout rates numbers in the minors. It was the one thing that did pop out to me a little bit. He's 26% in triple uh, a this year, 29% triple a last year, uh, 20% in double a last year. Um, so a little bit of strikeout history in the minors, but I, I think that uh, the lack of strikeouts so far kind of uh, pulled me off uh, making bids there too. So if you used him this past week, it was one of those cat burglar streams. You got two wins. Yep. Say thank you for your service and move on. I think that's, uh, a, good, be- that's a good It's a good call and something that uh, people need to learn how to do. If you get those two wins, uh, sometimes it's, it's good to do. Yeah, he does get the Cubs and Adrian Sampson on Friday at Chicago. Um Home start against the Rays the following week. Okay, great. Rays. Shane McClanahan's opposing projected opposing starter that day. So, so, so hope for ratios and no win in that situation. Yeah. But yeah. Although um, looking at matchups a week and a half out when things change so much true. is probably foolhardy, but yeah. Anybody else you found yourself looking at in starters? I think last week we talked about both Luis Patino and Nick Lodolo. Um, Lodolo is going to make one more rehab start. Uh, Patino might start this weekend uh, at Toronto. I don't want no part of that, but I'd like to see him out there and see kind of how they use him. I uh, picked him up last yeah. week. I'm holding him. I kind of want to see if he can pitch four innings or maybe they're going to use him as a you know a, a two-inning guy that maybe they can drop him. But I'm really, I'm really excited for Lodolo. Uh, pitching well in his rehab outing. I know you're obviously a Reds fan. You like that. Um, but he's making one more re- one more rehab start, so can't use him this week. But I think uh, next week he might get two starts. Home, home, which is not great if you're a, if you're a Reds pitcher, but the Mets in Tampa, uh, one tough one there, maybe one less tough one. But uh, he's a guy with actual real upside that uh, I'm yeah. holding on to with the thought that I, it's hard to find pitching as it is, so I'm going to hold on to it for a couple weeks and maybe get, maybe get a good pitcher out of this. Yeah. I'm seeing in one of my main events that I missed something here. I missed a step. Um Max Meyer was drafted and dropped in our league. Oh, wow. And someone picked him up this week. Uh, I, I didn't even notice he was available. So shame on me. Mitch White was like their target. That was the guy we were hoping yeah. to get. We, we got outbid on him. But uh, Kyle Hendricks was actually dropped and picked up in this league. Kyle Hendricks will do the exact opposite of what you think he will do every time. Every freaking time. Yeah. So... If you sit him, you know it's Good a luck. gem. And if you start him, it just I, I want no part of that. Pitched a gem on Friday night against the Cardinals. Uh, of course he did. In St. Louis. 
Do you have a sort of feeling that Myers coming up soon? Do you, I mean, obviously when he gets called up, he'd be a, a fab bonanza of, of action there, but yeah. uh, um, except for in this league, yeah, except, for in, except for in your league, obviously um, he's done 43 innings in the minors. Obviously he got hurt and then he's come back. Um, obviously a super high level guy. Uh, he was really, really good uh, in 2021 in the minors. He pitched about 111 innings. Um, obviously one of the best pitching prospects. Uh, do you have a feeling he's coming up soon? Is there any sort of, uh, I know there's some rumors about that Miami, uh, but they're getting Edward Cabrera back next week also. Um, but, you know, Castano's not very good. They could replace him. There's, there's definitely some spots where you could slide into. Yeah. Um, the reviews have been rave. So, yes. yeah, uh, I want them. Oh, you know, I, I think sometimes, uh, especially, I believe it or not, I trust the Marlins when it comes to when they promote their pitchers. Uh, they seem to do pretty well with that. Uh, how oh or how rostered is my is Meyer is he oh is he rostered most leagues how is that? Uh, that's a good question. No, I can't. I don't think I can look because he's not available in my main event, so I can't even see him in the roster pool. All right. Well, uh, let's pull him up here. Uh, is it? I'm trying to look on the player page if it shows that. If you but... do, uh, if you go to free agents, you can click owner status, and it shows everybody that's that's rostered also. Okay. Uh... I can't, I can't look at him either spot because he's not rostered in either of my leagues. Yeah. Uh, it says Noah's a free agent. So let me try looking. You go, so in that free agent drop down, there's a, if you hit the drop down that right above free agents, it says, uh, it says owner status and you can see everybody that's, uh, that's right. So 17% rostered in the main. Oh, wow. All right. So he's not, uh, he's not taking that. He's not drafted and dropped or drafted and held in that many leagues. Yeah. 0% in the 12s. Now I don't know if that's before or after tonight is the question. Uh, either way, it probably, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess they could have been drafted and dropped. It's, it's oh, wait, been- no, that I'm sorry, that wasn't the 12s. That was start percentage. Oh, the started, yeah. Idiot, idiot, Close. idiot. Uh, I'm guessing he's pretty close to you know single percentage there also. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a gigantic fab when he gets called up because that's 83 percent of the main events he's available, close to 100 percent of the online. That's gonna be that's gonna be uh, if you saved your money. That's that might be that might be the week right there. Yeah, three uh, percent roster in the 12s. So All right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, how big will you go at? Um, you don't have to give me an exact number, but are you going to be aggressive? Uh, yeah. In one, I pretty much, in my two main events, I have one that needs pitching and one that needs hitting. Uh, the one that needs pitching, uh, I probably uh, probably emptied out pretty good for that just because sure. it's probably the last big name. And my offense is so good that I'm not really worried about having to having to fab much offense the rest of the way. Obviously, that could change. and uh, But I have a ton of home runs in that league. I have, I have pretty good depth. So I think, I, I think I'd be pretty darn aggressive about it. Yeah. Someone is asking, uh, since the other name we had to talk about, we, we were talking about Brios, we're going to talk about uh, Lucas Giolito. Uh, so let's talk about him now since someone asked a question about him. Uh, Jeff, what do you do with Lucas Giolito? Been really rough the last four or five starts. He has two starts this week. He is, um, I'm looking here, he is at the Angels, then ho- or at the Giants. So he's got uh, a road two-step. Um, ERA is 5.4 on the year. Strikeouts are similar to last year. Obviously down from the 2019-2020 dominance, but similar to last year, 27%. Walks are a little bit up. Swing strike rate's thir- still 13%. A ton of home runs has been his uh, big bugaboo so far this year, 2.13 per nine. A lot of hard hit balls, 12.5% bell rate. He's among the leaders there, 47% hard hit rate. So a lot of hard contact. Um, if I have Lucas Giolito in a 12, a 15, or a 10, I am starting him without question this week. 100%. Okay. Um for more on uh, Giolito, uh, make sure to check out Thursday's podcast. We had Chris Welsh on. We spent we spent a, co- a good amount of time on him. Uh, but 
What was the what was the consensus in your in your discussion with Milo? Uh, try to trade for him because he could be a huge difference maker. Location is off, especially on his his breaking pitches. Uh, you know, similar to Trevor Rogers, except his stuff is better. I mean, seventy six Ks in sixty three innings, so yeah. he's doing some things right. Yeah, I mean, his K rate's the exact same as last year. It's like usually we see guys we're looking at Barrios like yeah. kind of thing. Like the K rate's dropped way off. I just no way if I have my team that I'm not I'm a star. If, if he gets blown up twice this week, maybe we'll think about it. But there's no way I'm sitting in for two starts. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, one of them being in a pitcher's park in San Francisco. Uh, the other, actually, Anaheim is slightly favors is slightly favored towards pitchers too. So and it. Oh, by the way, Otani's unbelievable. He is ridiculous. He had an eight RBI game this week and then struck out thirteen guys pitching the next night. Yeah. Like, I don't is. think people realize how insane of a like. There's never been anybody that's done that. It's 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 remarkable. It's historic. It's remarkable. It's just it's so fun to watch. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I I think you start Julito. You drafted him. Uh, I don't think you can sit him for two. Let's let's get through this week. Uh, if it's rough this week, then maybe we have that discussion. But I'm a, I'm a full I'm a full start on Julito this week, and I think he's going to pitch well actually. Yep. Uh, bullpens and Fab Jeff uh, continue to be very very meager. I have an online championship where. Um, all I need is saves to be really, really good. I'm like in the top eh, top 80 or something like that, maybe top 90. I haven't looked today, but um, and I only have one closer, and I cannot – I've never had a 12-team where I cannot even find a closer to bid on. It's been rough. Uh, it's been like six weeks of no real interesting guys uh, to, right. to draft. Um, the A's, uh, you met, we talked about Danny Jimenez last oh. week. You guys picked him up, and then he got hurt, too, uh, again, what, like four hours later. Um, they don't really have a clear situation. They used Zach Jackson earlier in the week. They used AJ Puck to come in, try and save Zach Jackson. Um, Zach Jackson, AJ Puck combined for a blown save without giving up a hit, which was really, uh, it's hard to do. it was impressive. A's fashion right after Frankie Montas is almost throwing no hitter. They went uh, walk, 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 wild pitch, walk, wild pitch to lose the game, which was a, a fun thing to watch. But Lou Trevino, uh, the ghost of Lou Trevino. Smoking Lou Trevino, yeah. A two-inning save yesterday, a one-inning save tonight, today. They gave up a leadoff double to Carlos Santana, but got it done. Um, I guess he's back in the role, but holy hell, I don't know if you want to go with this. Uh, ERA is seven and a half. His whip is two on the year, which is just hard to deal with. Uh, but striking out a ton of guys, 32% strikeout rate. Uh, walk rate's always an issue for him. It is under 10%. Swing strike rate's 13.5%, which is higher than it was the last couple of years. Um, I guess if you're desperate for saves, uh, Trina would be the name I'd add here. But I'm desperate for saves and spots, and I wasn't even that aggressive about him. I just don't trust it. Maybe they let him run with it for a couple of weeks and try and trade him. But uh, I, I just – they win so few games, too. I don't know if it's even worth the stab here. Yeah, um, I, I was trying to drop him a couple weeks ago, and I kept on not dropping him. And I think it was Scarf. Now I have him still, so yay! I got yeah, ERA ERA seven five two, FIP is two eight seven. So if you're looking for some some underlying metrics there, maybe that'll that'll help you out. But um, I just his BABIP's five hundred on the year. That's 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 not great. Um, hopefully that's going to come down. But I, for me, with Trevino, it's just the walks. I just if he can figure that out, I think he can be sort of effective. But <laughs> until he stops walking, guys, it's hard for me to trust him closing games, especially for a bad team that, uh, you know, ain't going to get me save ops. You better be good when you get them. Uh, on the same vein, let's see if you can name this guy that we just picked up in a league. Oh, this, fantastic. This guy has two saves in the last two weeks, uh, to, uh, you know, starting on June 13th. Uh, from June 8th to now, he's lowered his ERA from 6.53 to 5.11 and his whip from 194 to 174. So really just crushing it now. Uh, 
manager's quote, X is definitely somebody that likes closing games. He thrives on it. In some ways, I think the bigger the situation, the better pitcher he's going to be. It may not always be the ninth, but I'm definitely aware of that and works in his favor to keep getting those opportunities. Who is this fool's gold pitcher? And what team are we talking about? The way about? you brought it up, it's got to be Hunter Strickland. Yes, it is. It's absolutely Hunter Strickland. And so I talked about suddenly, I, suddenly you think that the Reds are ha- Reds have a closer. No, I don't really <laughs> think that. Shoe talked me into take get adding him though. And I mean, uh, if nothing, if nothing else, he's a really good team clubhouse guy. So you guys, yeah, get some, the, some nice. Course. So you get some good clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, you know, some uh, some good vibes there, and that'll that'll work well. Do they face um, the uh, Angels or Mariners anytime soon? We oh, see if we can get another brawl going. I hope so. Uh, the, oh. Unfortunately, he can't. He can't. He, they can't face the Phillies because Bryce Harper's out. Because he—that's—that's that's his nemesis right there. But oh, that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I looked at him too, and again, desperate for saves. I looked at him. I looked at Trevino. <laughs> I don't trust David Bell to not go with someone completely different the next time. But I guess that quote is not horrible. I guess if, if I'm looking for a, a, a silver lining there. It's a pretty bad. It's a pretty dumb quote, and it's, it's a pretty I, dumb quote. But it's like a a quote, like maybe we get to the ninth thing. Maybe they're going to use him again because that's yeah. how he likes to make situations. Yeah. So not this week, but the following week, the Reds have this like silly schedule. They go three game home games against the Mets, a doubleheader on Thursday at home against the Pirates, and then the Rays come to town. So a one day two game series against the Pirates. Have you seen Thank the Yankee, you baseball? Have you seen the Yankee schedule this week? I have not. I'm going to go look at it. Three, three home games in New York. Okay. One game at Houston. Three games at Cleveland. Like, that's not even I, – I mean, I'm not – That's not a makeup either because Houston has a roof. So – No, I think it's a week one uh, makeup from the lockout. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Makeup from the lockout, but not a makeup not from a rainout. It's but just those aren't, a stupid I, schedule. I'm not a geography major, but those aren't close. That happened – who else had a – there was a game like that. Uh, it was. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I forget yeah, like what it was. But. Minnesota, I think, had a weird one but like that. But yeah. If, if you're New York, like this, it sucks because New York, Houston, we talked about it's a great series. If New York, New York, do you just tank that game? Do you go like NBA and send like half your guys and just don't send Judge? That's what I would do. You're, 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 a, what you are, you're 100 and 100 wins already. Like you're, you're, you're 35 games over 500, whatever it is. What are they, 53 and 21, whatever it is. I'm sending. I'm sending the. I'm going spring training variety there. I'm sending like three starters, and that's it. It's Verlander versus Severino, though. I hope it's not Severino. I know that. I know that that's lined up that way. I'm hoping that that uh, Montgomery got moved to Monday, so I'm hoping <laughs> Severino pitches against Oakland on Wednesday. They go Montgomery tie on Severino, but uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, I I, I I tank that game from the Yankees. There's no way I'm sending my starters all the way down there just to fly back to Cleveland the next time. It is kind of it, it's it's a really dumb schedule again. And I know we I know we make fun of the NBA for like the tanking games and stuff, but like that situation right there, like I just don't care about that game if I'm New York. Heck of a job, heck of a job, baseball. Wait a right? go. You take a Yankees Astros game and you might turn it into just a farce of a game. It's just, yep. I it's not even close. Like I, I just I uh, I guess they don't have a choice. There's not that many open days, but. And the crazy thing is the the Astros are in New York this week. They they obviously played the Yankees, but they played the Mets Tuesday, Wednesday. But at least yeah. on at least on Friday they're home again, so they fly home and then they stay home. But flying flying one game there and flying back to Cleveland, I mean that that's not even close. That's not close to Texas either. Yeah, Astros get a free night in New York. By the way, they you know uh, four game series against the Yankees off on Monday, so and then saying, to, and stay in New York and play two more games. Might be some flu like symptoms on Tuesday against the Mets. It might be, might be, uh, might be a, a fun time. Oh, to be super rich with a day off in New York. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I know, right? 
we talked about the starting pitchers I wanted to talk about already. We kind of mixed those in with uh, with Barrios and um, Chilo. So let's talk about uh, some of the news and notes real quick here. Uh, there's a lot of injuries, Jeff. They all yeah. they all suck. But uh, Brandon Woodruff, some good news. He is pitching on Tuesday. Uh, he had uh, he pitched five innings. I think 74 pitches in his last rehab outing. He's at Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh this week. I think he's a off the IL into your lineup this week, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I've got him in yogurt. Happy to have him back. I've got him in labor, too. And No, I don't have him in yogurt. I have Burns. That's right. It's labor that I have him back, which it's good. Now I only have 13 guys on the IL, so that's good. A small difference between Burns and Woodruff so far this year. Just a little bit. Uh, Chris Bryant is actually alive and well, coming back this week. Uh, playing, uh, especially as we back Monday. They do face the Dodgers, but it's in Coors Field. Jeff, are you starting Chris Bryant for the first half of this week? He gets Tyler Anderson, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Arias, three lefties all in a row at Coors Field. I think you got to do it, right? No brainer. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, he was on the broadcast today. I don't know if you. I don't know if you watched the game at all. Uh, no. I don't watch the ESPN two broadcast usually, but he. I saw the ESPN one broadcast. Noted that he was on there with uh, with I guess Michael K and A Rod, whatever it may be. Um, no fracture in his foot, but he said today he couldn't put any weight on it. He was scootering around the locker room, apparently. Um, anytime someone jumps on a scooter and they can't put weight in their foot, I kind of have uh, worries that that might turn into an IL stint. Yeah. Yeah. The the can't put weight on part is the fun part there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually he fouled a ball off his foot yesterday. So that was uh, where the injury came from. They did have x-rays. Um, no fracture. Um, he hopes to be cleared to play within the next couple days. I think he's kind of one of those probably – sit the first half of the week in an NFC type of league and play yeah. playing the weekend is kind of how I, uh, I feel they don't play tomorrow. So maybe hopefully if you have two guys don't play tomorrow, you can kind of see a lineup on Tuesday. They're at Philadelphia Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So obviously you want to get them in, but if you got to sit them tomorrow, um, I'm probably sitting them for the first half of the week. Uh, you mentioned Michael Brantley removed Sunday with right shoulder discomfort. Obviously uh, check your Astros lineups. Uh, they don't play tomorrow either, but uh, deciding on that one before you put them in. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, speaking of uh, the New York Mets, threw 20 pitches in a live BP session on Saturday. Um, some good news there, but obviously he's still a long ways off. Yeah, he is. Uh, so that that's that's unfortunate. But, uh, man, uh, at least he's he's making progress. Yeah. Uh, you know, as opposed to, like, some of these other, you know, some of these names on the list, like, well, you know, it's it just, it's, it gets frustrating. Um, if you're, if you have DeGrom in a league, what is your date you're hoping for? Like, I hope he's pitching on this day and I feel okay about it. First weekend after the all-star break. Yeah. So like July 20th or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He also makes it like a week later this year. Right? I think it's like the 18th, 19th, something like that. I think, yeah, no, it's, I can tell you, cause I'm going on my golf trip on the 13th through 16th. So the Vegas trip is uh, 13th through 17th. So Vegas, Vegas is 18 through 20. So 21st, 22nd, it'd be 20 seconds, probably a projected return date. So you're doing a lot of work and a lot of hard work in those eight days right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the people. Where, can I ask where your golf trip is this year? North Carolina. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Pinehurst uh, area, but not Pinehurst. Okay. Nice. Right. So there's a lot of awesome courses out there though. That's, yep. that's nice. Um, since we're talking injuries, somebody in the chat asked, who would you replace Salvador Perez with? Um, tough question to answer without knowing league size or all that kind of thing. Um, in a uh, in a deeper league, uh, Max Stassi or Jorge or Alfaro. Alf, I can't say that name. Alfaro are probably my bets. Um, in a shallower league, I'd probably have to know the names available. But uh, maybe uh, Christian Bethencourt with Oakland uh, has been hitting the ball pretty hard. He struggled a bit this uh, week and the week before, but he's playing a lot, hitting the middle lineup. Um, those are three names. Danny Jansen's coming back soon. Um, if you could wait for him, maybe Gabriel Montero has been hitting pretty well, not playing a ton for Toronto, but. Uh, there's three or four names out there that uh, probably won't kill you catching. Um, 
Uh, Jose Trevino in New York's been pretty decent. Austin Nola hit well this week. Um, yeah. So there's uh, there's some names out there. If you have a – you can pick up Elias Diaz. The the Rockies are home all week this week. I think six games of core is always a good thing. If you pick up Diaz, he had a pretty good week this week. Maybe, uh, maybe he can ride that, uh, ride that hot streak a little, far, little farther. Yep. Those are all the catchers I know, Jeff, right there. Yeah, um, good. Uh, some, some good news. We have uh, Eddie Rosario who had that uh, had the eye injury. Um, he started a rehab assignment on Saturday, so maybe we're talking. You know, he, I probably need some extended time in rehab, but maybe we're talking uh, a week uh, or a little bit more till we get uh, Rosario back in uh, back in lineups here. Uh, Colton Wong expected to return on Tuesday. Some good news there. Um, on the flip side, some bad news. Some kind of minor other minor names that went on the aisle. Uh, Ty France was having a really good year for Seattle. Uh, when the aisle, he got uh, he kind of kind of his arm extended, kind of like a Max Muncie play. That's uh, when he hurt his yeah. arm. He got uh, he, they were playing the A's, and he got he kind of got he reached into the baseline and, and got and got hurt there. Um, so that was not good. He has a flexor strain in his left forearm. Uh, Brandon Crawford went in the aisle, and only for the second time in his whole career. Hunter Renfro went in the aisle this weekend, and mm. Daniel Hudson uh, tore his ACL out for the year. Probably not a huge thing for fancy things, although he was pretty darn good, but a pretty big loss for the Dodgers. Yeah, just one one less guy available for them, and yeah, you know, obviously you know he was pitching very well. He was the guy that they would turn to whenever Kimbrel was unavailable. Yeah, now Gratterall's really got to step up, and Gratterall got the save tonight uh, because it was extra inning game, though it wasn't because Kimbrel you know, throwing failed. throwing throwing one hundred and three out there too. Yeah, it's just he's always done that though. Oh, it's is, just, it, is it just me or every time it's Craig Kimbrel coming, I don't really feel like he's going to dominate. It's not just you. It's a it's a weird uneasy feeling of you just don't feel great when he comes in. I know the ERA is a little elevated at four three, but the whips one five, the K the walk rate's over ten percent, which is always you know when he has bad years, it's the walks that are a problem. But yeah, it just doesn't feel you know you have that feel when a closer comes in, you're like ah oh, this game's over. It has the opposite feel with Kimball, and he's you know he still has what he has thirteen saves, but I just I don't feel good, and I wouldn't feel good about him in a playoff game right now if I'm a Dodger fan. Yeah, um, and losing Hudson, that's why losing Hudson's so much bigger there too. Yeah. It, it, it fully is. Um, Tyler Stevenson on our Reds could go into rehab assignment in about a week. Uh, I think he's probably going to be a mid-July kind of back in the majors thing. If you have a um, a league where you could stash him or maybe you have a, a spot you don't know what to do with, uh, I think Stevenson's a, a sneaky ad right now, maybe a couple weeks early because catching is uh, catchers are tough to find. Sure. Uh, Anthony uh, Gialde uh, just did, did give another option at catcher. Nick Fortes, who hit the walk-off homer for the Marlins today, did. might be another option too. Yeah, Fortes has uh, hit two. Uh, he's hit two eighty nine with three home runs, a couple steals in only uh, forty four plate appearances. That uh, it's not bad at all. No, Jeff. Anybody else you want to talk about? I feel like we could talk about Dansley Swanson again, but uh, I let you dance too much about him last week. But another good week for Swanson. He's been he's been awesome for you, uh, Alejandro Kirk. I had uh, to talk about, but I mean that guy's dude's unbelievable. Like talk about yeah. uh, talk about a catcher that's worked. It was it's frustrating because he was someone I, I really wanted to get in drafts. He got jumped in both my main events and i i, I think he was a popular guy that got jumped in a lot of leagues but um he's at 322 with 10 home runs right now he's been he's been a huge difference maker if you have him a catcher yeah when rob silver talks people listen that is uh that is usually uh usually true he uh he tends to unearth some guys that are that are pretty darn good but uh anybody else do you want to talk about anything else on your mind uh before we jump out of here for the week no i just i'm i'm gonna figure out what trade i'm gonna make in xfl to replace uh perez so I'll let you know about that next week when uh, we'll figure that out. But uh, no, good stuff there. Um, we do have a last question here. Uh, what do you think of Graham Ashcraft for the rest of the season? You're uh, you're the Reds fan. I'm leaving that question for you. So throws hard, throws harder than people realize because the strikeouts haven't necessarily matched the velocity. Had a pretty good start on Friday night against the Giants. 
was a little rough prior to that. I think he's uh, there's a learning curve for him right now. Um, he wasn't like on the same plane of prospect as Hunter Green. Doesn't necessarily mean he's less suited to success now. He might have a lower ultimate ceiling. Um, I'd like to see his secondary pitches improve a little bit so he can improve that strikeout rate. I think he'll be learning on the job too. So kind of uh, he's okay, but I I think he's going to be tough to rely on, especially when the team context is so bad. Someone also asked, uh, Anthony Gialdi asked, how much longer for Eloy Jimenez? Um, I I don't know. know. It seems like he just, and they moved him to the 60 aisle with us. Strictly kind of a procedural move. He went in the aisle on April 23rd, so it doesn't really affect anything. It's just a freeing up a spot on the on the 40 man when they call up Lennon Sosa. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he got he went on rehab assignment. He got what uh, I think he had eight at bats and something like that. And he paused for two weeks. Then he comes back. He's come back and he's had a couple of games. Um, I assume if he as long as he comes along to rehab, <coughs> he should be uh, maybe another. You can't imagine more than another five or six days down there. They're gonna want to get his. Uh, his, he's gonna get at bats. He might as well get him in the White Sox lineup. I would say, uh, I'd say maybe another week, something like that, would be my guess. But uh, maybe a little bit less than that. But I'm, I'm guessing. And with Eloy, it's been tough to guess. I mean, he's played the last five days, so that's yeah. good. That is really um, good. So I guess it could be. I mean, it could even be could be this week. Yeah, uh, I certainly would hold on to him, and I just watched the news on that. But uh, as soon as he gets in there, obviously you're gonna want to start him. I assume you, you held, you guys held him in the main event, right? Yep. Yeah, that's our, that's also our Harper team, so maybe it'll be a uh, one for one replacement. At least that, uh, you know, at least that could could work out pretty nicely. Um, someone finally asked about catcher catcher question. I would go uh, Alfaro before Austin Nola, just for the power. If I had to pick between the two. All right. Other than that, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for all the questions in the chat. Thanks everybody for watching, uh, whether it be live here or, or listening on the audio uh, version that will be up here in a few minutes. Uh, we always appreciate that. If you can again, if you can please rate or review the podcast, it helps us a lot. Also, uh, for Jeff, I am Scott Jensen. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Scott Jensen. Jeff is at Jeff underscore Erickson. Uh, we both are usually on there talking some uh, talking sports, talking some baseball. So hit us up on there. Other than that, I hope everybody has a good fantasy week. Take care. We'll back you back at you next Sunday night. Have a good one.